Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. I'm Joe Oberly, senior writer at uh, VikingsTerritory.com uh, and PurplePTSD.com. And that's Mark Craig. He's the Vikings writer, NFL insider, Pro Bowl uh, voter, Hall of Fame voter, all the awards voters for the Star Tribune and the StarTribune.com, Mr. Everything. Uh, that's what Sid should have called you. Oh, Mr. Everything, what, what the heck? Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, uh, last weekend in this, in this position, I was crabbing about a, a 3-0 win. And this week, uh, the Vikings put up 424 yards of offense, and I'm belly aching about a loss. I I sent you a text saying this might be the worst loss of the year, and you sent you kindly reminded me of other losses that uh, what may have been worse. And I, I, I will tell you first before you go off uh, uh, why this one I think is worse, because I think this one was – a full team loss. I mean, you had the quarterback with the, this unforgivable pick. You know, the first one I could I could let go, even though it was uh, aggravating. Second one, no way. I mean, they could have put the game almost on ice in the first half had he not, you know, done that. He certainly could have widened the margin for them. Um, then you've got uh, uh, a defense that has been holding him up all year, gives up touchdowns on three consecutive drives in the fourth quarter, and just – I mean, it looked like the the scheme changed. Jamar Chase is out of the game, and their best player, and and T. Higgins lights him up. And then you have the mini uh, meltdown with the uh, bro shove going on with uh, KOC. I mean, I, even his his defensive coordinator came running by and tried to get him to call a timeout. Now there's going to be a, a schism, and he's gone for sure. So so much at stake. Wow. And they kick away a victory that they could have had, they should have had in the fourth quarter yet again. So, all right, Mark, I, I think it was I, I, Joe, I'm doing this on the second floor of my house. I should move down to the first floor. I mean, it's it's going to have to jump, I guess. I, I don't. I mean, this is this is kind of what what you got whenever you're you know, this is the first time in 63 years of Vikings football that they've started four quarterbacks in one season. Um, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, everything is there. It's there for the taking. But I would say that, you know, this is very similar to the last three losses. They, yep. they were leading in the fourth quarter of the, at Denver. They were leading in the fourth quarter for Chicago. They're leading in the four, you know, 17-3 heading into the fourth quarter for this one. Um, it, it's Whereas last year, all everything seemed to kind of fall like this, and then they would come out on top. Well, now you're coming out <laughs> They're coming out on the bottom. This ain't um, odds. This is an odds evening out for crying out loud. What the heck's going on? What, I, what I'm saying is that it's just um, uh, you're, you're saying that this is it's probably the most paid. It's the worst one because it's the freshest one for you. Yeah. But I would say that uh, you're in Denver, that uh, they're in Denver, and it's like it's a winnable game there and turnovers. Uh, Chicago, it's a winnable game. that The Bears don't even score a touchdown. It's the Bears. Uh, you're at home. You're in prime time. You lose that. Uh, so yeah, there's there's kind of a it doesn't really matter which one's more painful. They all count the same. But there's a, there's a theme here where they just they can't close it as a group. Right. Um, you know, and <clears throat> one of the things I wrote about in the paper for my like, five extra points was, you know, just a simple thing is second and one at the 18. It's the uh, I believe the end of the third quarter. Uh, you know, Darisaw falls starts. They go to second and six. Then they do a real conservative short check down that gets two yards, and then they throw an incompletion. Then they settle for a field goal. It doesn't seem like a big deal at the time because it's 17-3. Hey, 
got the best defense in the league and all this stuff. Well, you know, Cincinnati, you know, just kept feeding off it. Cincinnati's second half, I could trace back. I think Jake Brown even mentioned some of this to that. Remember that the pass in the first first quarter where you know the 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 receiver is running wide open down the field. Yeah. Harrison Smith bit on a short pass or a run or whatever, and the guy is wide open and it uh, it he just overthrew him. And but I think then after that the, the middle of the field kind of opened up for the uh, sure the did in the second half. And so yeah, it's uh, they're you know they're just they're a good team, but they can't overcome you know two uh, interceptions inside the twenty five. They just can't. They they got they have to play. Kind of the you know they won three nothing against the Raiders and that they, they can't make any mistakes if they make mistakes they're not going to win. Um, you know <clears throat> when you bring up Darisov, probably one of their, you know clearly the best offensive lineman and he's making he had a bad game he gave up a sack had a couple of those offsides in bad situations. It's clear to me now when you say that they're tanking your best players <laughs> they're, they're tanking that's what they're trying to do KOC doing the push the tush push brotherly shove. Whatever you want to call it, uh, what, what you, call it, you call it the, the tush tap, or is that what I you call, call it? The tush tap, yes. Uh, and not two, they did it on three consecutive plays. You know, you, you show your hand on the first one, and they get the timeout call. That's the one they get. So at that point, don't you say, okay, maybe we should, they know it's coming and they're going to line up for it. Why don't we try something else? But they ran it two more times and it didn't work. And Brian Flores, did anybody ask him what he was coming down yelling at KC or at KOC to wasn't it to call a timeout and say well, he's not available till till Tuesday, but yeah, I, mean, I think what they probably, you know, thinking that they were gonna this to give him more time to look for the spot on the on the on on the play. I the first one. I I don't know. It's I, you know, I don't like said, it. It's, to me, it's an example of a guy who is he's got a lot in his brain and he's a very smart guy. And he's, he knows, I mean, he's, he's, he's extremely intelligent when it comes to football. He's extremely smart. He knows, but it's someone that just has too much time to, you know, well, we're not going to, we're not going to change our personnel because we don't want them to change their personnel. Right. So we're going to go with the, you know, 200 pound quarterback getting pushed by the 180 pound receiver twice. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, so uh, and a lot of people don't get it. And people say, well, it's easy to say, you know, <laughs> No, it's not. The no, it's not. Of, no. First get that one. Uh, so he's got to be looking at that himself and saying, "Oh man, did I screw up? I'm sorry, Kevin O'Connell." He's got to be. He didn't no, have the right personnel in there. What he said. That's not what he said. He said it's four or five inches. Uh, I don't want to turn around and extend and and hand the ball off, and and I I don't want to. It's only four to five inches. I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, change personnel because then they bring in their heavy personnel. He goes basically. It's an execution problem that that, and, he, and he's right. It's, it's there's always a combination execution. If you execute every play, no matter how bad the play call, you'll 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 get where you want to go. But you know, and what let gets left unsaid, even though he's having a decent year, is your center is not a. It's not a physical center either. You know, one reason that the one huge reason that the Eagles do what they do is that their center had, is was born to play that spot. Might be born to play that particular play he's just a he's a root hog he's a groundhog that just you know and their quarterbacks got, got thighs like yeah this. and the quarterback it, it's a combination of everything but it starts there it's hard and so um 
yeah, but they yeah. aren't putting they aren't they aren't in Philadelphia having a hundred and ninety pound wide receiver pushing them from your behind. Yeah, that, exactly. You know, so, and that, you know, my point is, Mark. I mean, I yeah, that's what he said yesterday. But on Monday morning now, when it's overreaction Monday, that's what you're getting from me. Uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell's got to look at that and say. I didn't have the personnel in there. I mean, even if they have, I, I should have tried something different on the second one. I, I should have called a timeout and thought about this. I mean, I think it's easy to say that now. I know in the heat of the battle, those things happen to have, have to happen in real time, but he's got to be regretting that because that that's, they were moving into ice the game. I mean, and- I, I feel like it's, I feel like, you know, he's still a young coach. He's still late thirties. Um, you know, people that say he should be fired. Oh, yeah, this is no, ridiculous. no, no, no. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to be talking yes. to be going down that stretch, be going down that road. Uh, but he's going to learn from things like this, and I think what he's going to learn is that he will overthink things. I mean, he's he's not he's not like an overthinker to maybe to Kirk's degree, but he's they're very similar. I think in in that you know they're you know you ask him why'd you do this, and you got a like a long list of these things. <laughs> and you're like, wow, you know, it, it's hey, you know. <laughs> Um, some of the great coaches they line up and they 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 they. If you're gonna trust your your pre, your people to execute, then trust your 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 big offense to beat their big offense or big defense. Right, you know, right. I mean? so, so I think he that's what he's gonna learn. He may not realize that right now, but he's gonna be around a while and he's gonna learn. And he's gonna get better. You make such a great point though, and this is my problem with the Vikings even running this play ever. I hated it with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not the guy to get that done. When you bring up Bradbury, that's even more so. That's that's ten times why you don't run this because Kirk's not going to push any himself or anybody in there. If they're not running CJ Ham behind him to shove Kirk. He's not going to get in. Uh, Mullins obviously can't, and uh, you know they don't have the personnel for this play. To not, certainly not to run it twice in a row and ultimately three times. They just don't have it. They got you know. They probably got it the first time because they did it before these other guys were calling a timeout. I don't know. But I, I have complained about it all year. Philly is set up for it. Take it out of your offense, you know, unless it's in the middle. It, it's early in the game when, when the game's not on the line, you know. You, know, you, you, knew, you, got, you got a running back that's got 132 yards. Get him in the in the action, you know. You know do something, anything different than this because it doesn't work for this team. Well, if you're going to do it, you know, Josh Oliver is a 280-pound tight end. Uh, C.J. Ham's a 250-pound right. fullback. <clears throat> do you it got a fullback on your roster? Give him the damn ball. Right. I don't care if they know it's coming. They know the push, push is coming. What the well, hell? You knew, they, you knew they weren't going to convert whenever they flashed the, the graphic that they were five for five on fourth and one, uh, you know, for, for the season. So, um, yeah, it's just you know they bobbled the snap on top of everything else and. Um, yeah, there's, there's yes. a lot, uh, winnable game, but, uh, you know, you know, still get Cincinnati with the, what they're, what they've done with Jake Browning. I mean, it's, um, you know, you got to give them a little bit of credit too, but this guy is, is pretty, pretty smooth, pretty calm. Uh, and whatever you must not have seen, you must not have seen the, uh, the video afterwards when he threw his helmet on the ground and said, you should have effing, uh, not traded me. You know, when even Zimmer's long gone, so is Spielman. They're the ones that uh, did or should have not cut him. They're well, the ones that uh, believe me, it wasn't Zimmer. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> he got cut for Kellen Mond, and Zimmer was not. I mean, yeah. the world knows. The world knows. I know. I know a lot of things, but the world also knows 
uh, Mike Zimmer didn't want that pick in the third round. He wanted it. He didn't want it any round. Uh, yeah. So uh, <clears throat> yeah. that's why he was kept over. But you know, you know, Jake Browning. Uh, who knows? I mean, it's he, he had a lot of he had a lot of help in that game. He, what impressed me is he uh, he was able to do that with Jamar Chase. Right. Uh, you know, Makai Blackman on that touchdown that ties it with 39 seconds left. Uh, he he needs to be more involved. He he was like he should have paid money to watch that play. Yep, he was just kind of watching it. He's not gonna he's not gonna like that in the film room t- today or yesterday or whenever they see the film because that that that's embarrassing. Stand watch and what a play by uh, Higgins yeah, to do right. that. Oh my god, what a play. play! One we will see forever. That'll probably get the catch of the year this year after uh, JJ got it last year. This year the Vikings are on the other side of it. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Nick Mullins. <clears throat> um, if I can talk, uh, two turnovers that were recorded. There were a couple errors. I mean, he could have had one on the tush push. He fumbled it, and that could have been a disaster, even worse disaster. Uh, it was bad enough. And uh, then you had the pick six that was taken back by offsides. It was offsides, so that you shouldn't count it, but it was a terrible pass. And then you had the uh, the two picks that he did have. I, I, I'll hold off on those, but there was also two touchdown passes he never should have thrown. Now, first, I, I don't have a problem with the first pick. You know, you're trying to make a play. It was underthrown to JJ, who was just breaking open, but it was in double, maybe even triple coverage down so by the goal. I, I got a problem where they were on the where they were on the field. I got a problem. Correct. Correct. Not as much as the second one. The second one is a total Josh Dobbs panic pass. And it was a toss. It's like, here, defensive lineman, have this ball. I don't want it anymore. He's falling over, and he just does this thing like, I'm gonna, I'm playing Sandlot football, and I'm going to try to throw it. So he has no worries throwing it. He, he, he doesn't have enough on it to get it just even over the lineman who's tackling him. That is as bad a pick as you're ever going to see. Yeah, I mean, I you know what he's – I mean, by the rules, being able to, to – to, I think he was outside the pocket. I mean, he's just trying yeah. to – obviously just trying to ground it or just trying to get rid of it. Right. Um, but yeah, he just, he, things happen. Pre- I've never, never been in their shoes, but, uh, I would imagine there's things that you think you can do that, uh, Oh, <laughs> I don't have time to do that a- after the fact. This is a guy that he, Joe, I mean, granted it's terrible. It's awful, but this is also, uh, you know, let's, this is, this is also a guy who had not played in a game in two years, uh, what three years, but he started How many years has he been in the league. I'm saying that I'm I'm not making. I mean, where you can't expect perfection from these guys. I know what he's trying to do. He should never do perfection. it. He's got to learn from it. He's got to learn from it. But I'm just saying, this is the reality of this. Is you are they're they're playing with their fourth quarterback, and it's. No, I, I understand that, yeah. Mark. But you you got to agree with me. You just said the first pass. You didn't like the position on the field. This was even worse. What I'm saying. You know? What I'm saying is like, uh, you know, I know what he's trying to do. And, so do but, I. And, and I, you know, some people. I think uh, uh, there's been people that have written that uh, now it's time for Jaron Hall. I don't, you know, we'll talk about that probably later. But <laughs> give the guy a chance to learn from this one. And it, there was there were times in that game where, you know, they certainly they got what they wanted except for the, those picks. Uh, in that the guy the guy clearly knew the offense better. That he, he was moving quicker. <clears throat> uh, you know, if you just keep playing a quarterback every every different quarterback every single week. Uh, I don't think that's going to do you any good. No, so, you're right about that. That's, and that's also a, a penalty. That's a, that's a mistake that, that Jared Hall could 
put him in that same spot, he might be trying, oh, my God, I don't want to take a sack in this situation. That's the biggest reason right there not to bring him in because then we got to go through another quarterback with his panic passes. It's just it's just so frustrating because we saw this stuff with Dobbs the previous two weeks where he's falling down, getting tackled, saying, oh, I'm going to throw this, you know, and just ill-advised stuff. I mean, at some point – He's an eight-year veteran, seven-year veteran. I mean, Mullen's been around. At sometimes you have to, they have to learn that. Now, granted, you're right. <clears throat> he hasn't started as much. Yeah, I understand, understand but he is being tackled elsewhere. Well, of course, he's not tackled in practice. That's true. But you got it. You got. You just got to eat that thing. And and you know, don't you know? You, you, in a two-minute drill, you got it. You, the quarterback, someone's got to be telling him, "All right, all right, we want to at least get a field goal out of this." That's got to get yeah, in there at this that. level, Mark. Yeah, he know he knows that. He's not an idiot. <laughs> sure looked like it yesterday all right i know i'm being hard on him and because i'm frustrated it's just it's just another game that they should have had could have had would have had and everything conspired against us all right uh the turnovers in general i just want to throw this out the vikings set a new record for for turnovers in a season this you know what does that tell you about this team this year you know i mean that's kirk's involved madison's involved uh you know, some of the receivers are involved and, and now you've got Dobbs, a turnover machine and, and Nick Mullins is coming right in. I'm going to, I'm going to join in the game too. So I, they're getting close They're They may not get there, but they could, uh, if they get 10 more uh, turnovers in these next three games, they'll set the NFL record for a season. So wait, so what's the, re- what was their record? What was the previous record for the Vikings? I, I think they got there at 25, I think is what they're at right now. And I think they just passed. I, I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't looked that up, but I don't, that seems, that doesn't seem like, I mean, you're talking about a lot of some like '84 and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that. I don't know. All I know is that when I when I hear that, part of me says it's amazing that they're seven and seven. Yes, I mean, yes. and that they're six. There's a sixth seed in the in the in the NFC. And, and look yeah, at you. Yeah. You're the you're the sunshine guy. You're you're yeah. Joe, no, no, Joe, no, it's okay, Joe. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, they're seven and seven. They're they're, they're yeah, and it just uh, to me. Not, I don't know what the who knows what Detroit's going to do from week to week. I have no, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to put money, I wouldn't put five cents on trying to figure out what the Detroit Lions are going to do from week to week. Because the minute that I say they're going to be like they always have been in years past, they go out and knock the crap out of someone. And when I expect them to knock the crap out of someone, they disappear, they completely disappear. So, what I'm saying is that get into that sixth seed, play the Detroit Lions in the first round as a three seed because that would be so ripe to be beaten at home in that first, just like the Vikings were ripe to be beaten last mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, so, yeah. Like- let, me, let me say one more thing about Mullins. Um, and I'm trying to do this as an objective observer because I I fell into the Dobbs trap where he, the excitement of those first two games are so great. We did not see because they won. What he wasn't doing. We did not see what he wasn't doing. No, and then, we, we saw that in the next three weeks. And now I don't want to fall in the same trap with Mullins because there were those two bad picks. And then there were those two touchdowns that should not have been thrown. The one he's, you know, he's falling over again when he threw that first one to Addison, who makes a beautiful play at the carpet and takes it in for a touchdown. Total luck, total great, wonderful for the Vikings. Well, maybe that should last one throwing it back. I'm sorry. Maybe that shouldn't have been called. There was that when they were they were at second and goal at the one or no 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 this was but uh, Addison's first touchdown that uh, he was kind of sprinting right he was falling over getting tackled and he threw it over the line Addison reaches down catches it right next to the turf runs around the end for about a twenty yard touchdown what's wrong with that play he's under pressure he 
he makes a throw. I, I, you got, he can't. I mean, it's not going to be every pass isn't going to be standing there with four, 14 seconds of throwing. Someone breaks open by 10 yards and you go, Woo! Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. How silly of me. That's just how they drew it up. No, I have my point is to me, it was ill advised. He was making no. a play. Fine. No, Fine. But no. when you when you look at it in its total, the last one throwing back across his body into double well, that, coverage. The one the one where he throws it and it's kind of in the in the three there's three Bengals and, and Addison grabs it. Yeah, he shouldn't have thrown that. Yeah, but the other one, I mean, my God, Joe. And, this is I, I'm just throw. saying it was lucky. On the bench for three years. Let him make – he's trying to make a play, though. I'm not it. saying he can't. I'm, in fact, yeah. what I wrote is his falling over – he justifies his falling over passing ability because he was falling over when he threw it. How many quarterbacks are, are you saying should be falling over and throwing passes? Come on. Uh, the, the, one, the first one, the one where Dasson caught it and ran. I, I, I All right. Make a play. Let him then you got to then include the pick six, which was, you know oh, – Oh, You know, so, I mean, my point is – I don't want to get caught up in just saying, okay, he won, uh, you know, or he mm-hmm. made the good plays so that we're just going to ignore the whole picture. Because we did with Dobbs. Dobbs was great. But Dobbs, Dobbs, those two wins clouded our judgment on on, on his he ability. Didn't my, he didn't cloud my judgment. I I mean, we you knew he wasn't going to do that for seven games in a row, for Christ's sake. I mean, it's just like you knew that – because. Yeah, the Atlanta game was classic, classic. I mean, it, three of his first six plays were was a safety, a turnover, a turnover. Uh, they, they looked horrible, but he won the game. We all focused on how he won the game. Uh, Denver, to me, <clears throat> there were a lot of terrible plays, you know, inter, you know, horrible plays, but he also had that where he ran for a 10-yard touchdown, I believe, and he had that one where he scrambled to the side, looked like Patrick Mahomes, and threw a touchdown to Oliver. So, you know, I guess I'm okay with when they benched him last, you know, against the fourth quarter against the Raiders, but he might still be your best quarterback. It's just a, it's just, we've all went, well, he lost. Got to move on to this guy. Well, he lost. I got to move on to this guy. Uh, if, you, if you're moving on to me, the only, re, the only way I look at Jaron Hall is if um, they're out of it, which they aren't going to be out of. He can't be out of it in the NFL the way they, they're all terrible. Most of them are, you know, there's only about three or four good teams and the rest of them are just, you know, nothing. So, you know, you get a look at Jared Hall to see what you got for maybe you know as a backup next year, uh, but to me your choices are 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 um, are Dobbs or or Mullins, and I I would go with okay, hey, hey Nick, did you learn some stuff from this game? You haven't played in three years, and then go forward with him and see give him another chance. You you make a great point, and I'm not going to argue with that. I'm not sitting here advocating for Jaron Hall. I will admit that there's part of the overreactionary Vikings fan in me that would like to see what he can do because he, he teased us with that one drive, you know, cause he's got, he's got more legs than Mullen does. Uh, you know, it, to me, he's is, is what he showed on that one drive is that he can find receivers as well as Mullins can. Cause you know, M- Mullins, his, his numbers yesterday were also augmented by, Justin Jefferson going way up here or way back here. TJ Hawkinson catching one so far behind him, and and another pass. So it's not he did not have a great game. I would you know if if they weren't in the playoffs, I would be screaming for Jaron Hall. I want to know what we got going forward, so that then you know what you're going to do in the draft. But um, 
they're seven and six, they're seven and seven and they're in the sixth seed. You still want them to make the playoffs. You, yeah, for no other reason than to keep the Packers out. And uh, um, so I'm not going to say I'm not going to advocate for it. But and I know Mullins has got to play again. But Cal, dang, I, we got to see some better play from him. I mean, it just at at some point the quarterback's got to do better uh, for this team than it's. But doing. they might not. They, I mean. Your wishful thinking. The way they got to, you know, what he's got to do is, you know, is is not turn the ball over. And but that we were saying that with, with Kirk, and then we yep. were saying it with you know Dobbs. Although they got away with some of them, um, that's you know, I don't think that you're going to eliminate the turnovers by putting Jared Hall in. And you know, part of me would say, I mean, I would like to have. Here's what I, uh, that when you get down to the third and one, fourth and one, what's wrong with possibly bringing Josh Dobbs in. Yeah. Josh Dobbs in for something, you know, don't be so programmed that it's like, well, I, today this my quarterback is Jared Hall. My quarterback, you know, the, New Orleans does it. Um, other teams can do it. Uh, the Vikings are in a desperate situation where, you know, they're, they're, they got a pretty good, they got a really good defense um, that's not going to be perfect as we saw. But, like, <clears throat> Get you know, you said you, you brought that up last week, and I thought that was a great point. And so I thought I mean, about Dobbs it. Dobbs was your third emergency guy. Yeah. Hall. So I thought about it this week, Mark. And you to just to answer your question, what's wrong with it? And I was trying to think, what's wrong with it? I I it was your idea, and I thought it was great. But I'm thinking, oh goodness, all right, can they handle a different cadence you know, from their quarterback? Is it going to be a bunch of offsides? That's the only downside I could see. But you just said, you know, if you practice enough, they do it with Taysom Hill down in uh, in New Orleans. I mean, the Vikings could get there. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you uh, uh, just bring something in to give them something to think about where they got to protect, they got to, you know, all of a sudden spy on Dobbs. You know, why not use? Uh, well, and I also feel like it would put Dobbs back. When, what, what made Dobbs really good? in those first three, four games, three games, whatever it was, was th- there was a looseness. There was a, there was a, I got nothing to lose, but then <laughs> suddenly it became to where he's playing to, he played to a certain point. It was like, I got everything to lose. Right. You know, it became like, I, he, and I said it at the beginning, he's auditioning for, you know, it wasn't just a one or two or three game audition. It was, I thought the rest of the season, possibly um, he failed that audition. Yeah. Um, he he passed. He was passing. He's passing, and then he he fell asleep for the last you know twenty five questions, and he failed. So um, <laughs> to me, I, but I would still like to. I, you could use him. I mean, it, it, one thing, and you said it several times. Hey, I, I like a quarterback that can run and move. And well, we didn't see as much of that whenever you know the the things started puckering. You know, and right, they, right, with your head coach and with your quarterback, they weren't using him the same way. They it just suddenly the, the pressure of the situation just got, you know, both physically or you know, literal and figurative was too much for, for the, maybe the both of them. Uh, and then we, now you, you go to Nick Mullins, who's this guy who knows the offense. Well, he's still going to be a guy who hasn't played and he's going to try stupid things. And, uh, but, but Jared Hall's going to, he's not going to, he may, he may know the offense from being here in the spring, but he's going to do dumb things too. Uh, this all of this is adding up to Kirk Cousins is going to get another contract from this That's team right. because we're, we're seeing the reality, that later, but yep, you're yeah. seeing the reality of the situation. It's like, hey, maybe Kirk, you know, you, you gotta, have to unless you have another plan. You know, he's your guy for next year. 
unless he's uh, unless he tears his other AC, uh, Achilles out of a golf course this summer. Just kidding. No, no, I don't. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that later in the show because I, I, I was definitely an agenda point because that's what I said. Kurt's coming back now. <clears throat> I need a break. We'll come back and we will talk about some of the good things that happened. There were some good things that happened. Believe it. I, I even I will even talk about some good things. So, yeah, we'll come back on. to like this territory. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, there were some good things that happened yesterday, which which makes it even more difficult to swallow the loss. I mean, the Vikings had their best uh, rushing game of the season. Uh, Ty Chandler, who everybody's been clamoring for, got the start over uh, uh, Madison, uh, Alexander Madison, who uh, – Hurt himself last week, and he put up 132 yards rushing, which is which was huge. First 100 yard rushing game this season, and I know since he's not a good rushing team, so this should have happened. But uh, uh, he was fun to watch. He was he had some burst. He had some great moves. Uh, he, he's got some wiggle in him. He, uh, the the knock on him is that he can't. He's not a good as good a pass protector as uh, 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 Madison. So. Um, I got to think this solidifies him going forward, right? Uh, with that position, what do you think? Yeah, probably, I would think so. But I, you know, well, also have to remember that Alexander Madison, before he before he got hurt in the Raiders game, had, had a really good game as well. I, I, you know, a nice combination of the two of them. But maybe you know, Chandler's gets most of the snaps or gets most of the carries, but Madison still has a spot because I think he he was coming on as a, as a runner. Um, it, it just that was a good example of like early on in that game, you know, when they were up, you know, from the point, maybe the first half into the third quarter was a good example of, you know, when people say, Oh, you don't need the numbers say you don't need to run the ball. You just pass, pass, pass. And then you, you know, you feel like an old, you know, you, you show your age by saying, you gotta, you have to mix it in. You, you can't just rely on the pass because the, you know, the pass rushers are too good. Uh, even with, you know, the, the, Offensive linemen are basically allowed to hold, uh, but pass rushers are still too good. And but when you you see that game and you saw how many runs did did Chandler have that was eight yards? It was eight yards, nine yards, eight yards, and it was on first down. So you have a you have a quarterback who hasn't played like I said in three years, and he's it's second and two. I mean it's second and one. You know it's just changes everything. It makes everyone calmer. The quarterback is you know. No, it doesn't. Makes him want to do the tush push, Mark. Just yeah, kidding. just yeah. Maybe maybe have a better call or don't have a false start on second and one at the eighteen. But that running game, you know, just seemed to it it pours cold water on the fire. It, it, the pass rush isn't gonna gonna you know get after a quarterback who's inexperienced and hasn't played in a while. Uh, it just changes everything. So yeah, they 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 came out with the exact way of the formula to to beat them. Uh, and the defense was playing well up until the fourth quarter. Uh, but it's, again, it, it, the turnovers just changes everything. It just – Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, and it just messes it up. I, I, I got to bring up Justin Jefferson. He played the complete game yesterday. It was nice to see him back on there after going to the hospital last week when he got hit in the Raiders game. So he's back out there. And, and it just – it's amazing how he changes things. You know, I, I think he made – Things wide open, more wide open for Jordan Addison, clearly, who got two touchdowns and 100 yards receiving. I think uh, Jefferson himself had 
I want to say seven catches for 84 yards off the top of my head, but it, it and some of them were remarkable catches that, you know, a guy like this is going to make, he's, he's, he's making catches in double coverage. He's making Mullins numbers better because uh, they're, they, they weren't passes right here. Some of them were up here. Some of them were out here. You know, they, the guy's phenomenal. Um, so it's nice to have him back in the offense and it's, you know, Having him back and uh, getting a quarterback who knows where he's going to be in there is going to be helpful down the stretch here. You know, you got to get him going and things. But uh, I just, I, I don't know, I'm just rambling. But what do you think about uh, Jefferson being back in the game he had yesterday? Yeah, I mean, when you make, when they make mistakes like they do, uh, and you, the focus is on that, they lose and everything. You, you know, one thing I wrote for the paper was, you know, hey, <laughs> You're still the sixth seed. You're, um, and you and Justin Jefferson went from, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy t- leave a game, go to the hospital, a b come back to the end of that game, and then c start and play uh, on a short week. So I, I don't know if that if they were a little overcautious on the uh, on the trip to the hospital or whatever. But it, you know, good news is he's healthy. The, the better news is he made it through an entire game. He, he as you said, he his presence. Helped everyone around him, and there were like there were two catches. One was that one that got overturned. They ruled an incompletion because it looked it, it looked impossible to make that catch. But he <laughs> tapped it to himself, and he and he came down just in bounds. So that's like a six yard game. But that's a good example of hey, you know this is what this guy is. And then there was another one. It was only fourteen yards. Uh, it was a first down, but he's actually being tackled as he's catching the ball. Not only was it in double coverage, but he's being tackled by, by the safety while while the ball before the ball is arriving, and those are the kind of things that, that um, you know Thielen had it when it, the ability to just calm you know, calm hands, I guess, calm eyes, be able to catch anything in traffic. But mm-hmm. this guy is so much more um, higher than Thielen when it comes to the, all the the whole the whole skill set. Um, so yeah, you got that on the field. It's um, and you're heading into three games that you that you you know need need to. I don't know if they need to win all three, but you got two of them against Detroit. So there's a lot of good things, you know, by having him come back. If he can stay on the field, uh, yeah. it's going to change, you know, how, how they do against the Lions. It even opens it up for T.J. Hawkinson, who had another decent game yesterday and made one catch. I don't know we've complained about him not catching balls he should have. There was this was a catch that he shouldn't have made, but he did. I mean, he's reaching way behind, running the other way, and Pulls it back in with his fingertips. What what a grab by him! Um, and he's got to keep doing that since uh, the guy that they replaced him with in Detroit is uh, uh, doing everything all world this year. But uh, uh, we got cheaper. what's that? And a lot cheaper too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, uh, I we got to talk about the defense, but I don't want to hammer him too hard because I'm sure if Brian Flores is watching this, it'll he'll say. I'm out of here. I ain't sticking around because that that jerk on uh, Vikings territory podcast is is ripping on me. But uh, um, defense was great early. Uh, you know there was it was what was it uh, was it seven to three at halftime and it should have been thirteen to three or maybe even seventeen to three. It should have been at at halftime. Um, uh, even held you know that it was uh, Jamar Chase got his third target. At the last play of the third quarter, that's how much they kept him under check. And then he, he gets hurt on it, and he was, he's not heard of again. Uh, but in the fourth quarter, 
Mark, what happened? Was it a scheme change? Was it uh, tired? What, you know, uh, all of a sudden Browning became Tom Brady. Uh, what the hell happened in the fourth quarter when they get, they score on three consecutive drives, racing up and down the field and then beach in overtime? Well, I, I think it was another graphic that was shown. So they said, I think it was, it was literally like the one or two plays after they showed Vikings have not given up a touchdown in 166 minutes. It's the longest of the season. And then it was bam, bam, bam. It was. Like it was. Um, I, well, I mean, a lot of it happens. I think they get it. They got, became more desperate. They became more willing to throw the ball down the field. And I think when that happens um, and, and, and Daniil Hunter isn't planting the guy, what happens is you, your, your corners who uh, Brian Flores has been, has done a tremendous job kind of hiding his, the fact that he does not have a shutdown corner that he does not have um, three of the best corners in the world. Uh, he's got some good players that can be exposed, especially when you got T. Higgins, who's you know taller than a redwood, and you're playing behind him um, on certain plays. But you know that that first quarter where the where the ball, you know, that that should have been a touchdown. That should have been a walk in touchdown on a, on about a 60, 70 yard, eighty yard yeah. pass, whatever it was. I think that kind of scared the Vikings a little bit. They started playing. They played back. They were a little bit more leery of that type of throw. Um, they definitely did not protect the inside of, like, the uh, between the between the hash uh, in third and long. There, there was a lot of openings there. I think uh, it just became a situation where they had to – they couldn't afford to dink and dunk. They And that when they got a decent protection, they put it down the field, and the Vikings' corners got exposed. You know, uh, yeah, the corners did not have a good game. Clearly, they didn't. The whole secondary as in in that fourth quarter for sure. But one play that sticks out to me that really ticked me off because it reminded me of fourth and 17 against the Giants back in the day when they cost themselves a playoff position by giving up fourth and 17 at home to the, to the I want to say, Phil Simms Giants. But uh, this one was third and 21, and, you know, how do you give that one up? You know, they, they, they I think that was the one that uh, Chase caught the ball on. I think. Yeah. It's. And I believe that's uh, the middle of the field too, right? That was, right. It was right in the middle. I mean, are, did they stop blitzing or, or, and they were just picking them up or I, I don't know. I, I, I just, it was such a change, such a, a dramatic change that I just didn't understand it, but I guess you just. Yeah, and, and they still, sometimes you know, they, they still like to rush three. I mean, they, they blitz more than anybody in the league, but they also have they, – they mix in a lot of, of three-man rush. I, I don't recall off the top of my head if that's a three-man rush or what they did uh, on that play. But I know I know the Bengals did a much better job of protecting, um, you know, I think toward the, toward the end. or, But, yeah, just a matter of when they, they were able to get the ball down the field and, and Jake Browning is able to get the ball down the field, uh, you know. And, and <laughs> Detroit has a better offensive line than, than – Cincinnati. So uh, if you don't plant Jared Goff, it's going to be a much of a lot of the same, I think. Uh, I uh, should never have effing cut him, right? Right. Uh, anyway, uh, Ivan Pace uh, played all right. Um, uh, but not not a great game, but he was going back. He's from Cincinnati. Uh, Daniil Hunter got two sacks, and I think that gives him the lead. I should have checked that out for sure. He, had, he was temporarily had the lead in the league with 15.5. One of them, I think, was because he chased Browning out of out of bounds behind the line. And 
Uh, Cam Bynum had a good game. He and Pace both had nine tackles. But uh, did you see anything good happening on that defense yesterday? Well, uh, one of them, I think, was on the when the tight end went out. <laughs> when the tight end uh, oh. threw the ball at the tight end. I'm yeah, surprised that stayed as a sack. But, I, you know, I guess it is a sack. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's good things to, to see. I mean, Daniil Hunter, and I, and I wrote about this too, and, um, it's ama- he just amazes me in his ability to play like an old-school, violent guy and do everything that the NFL now – it seems like it's impossible to do all the things the NFL wants you to do, to, to you know, to lay the quarterback down on a soft pillow and pat him on the head and say goodnight. Um, but Daniil does it. I mean, there was one where – the one sack where uh, Browning turns into Daniil and it's like, oh, it's like stepping off the curb and, and seeing a truck coming, you know, you're like, oh. and, he, and he was up in the air and he was down. Daniil did that by putting his head to the side, you know, didn't slam him, but took him down hard and braced, you know, all 270 pounds to keep from squashing the guy. It was perfect. God, that's um, got to be so tough to do that. And he's just, uh, he's never, and again, we've said this, we've said this before, um, he's now at 122 NFL games. He's never had a roughing penalty. He's never had a. Uh, that's, that's hard to do when you're when you're as good as he is. With, and yeah, he is a defensive player of the year candidate. I think he needs. The Vikings can't finish, you know, <clears throat> seven and eleven and and ha- or or seven and uh, ten and have him win it. So right. they, need to, they need to play. And he could have more sacks. That, that, that Raiders game, I, he was the yeah caused or. Caused a lot of those sacks, and you know, guys like Harrison Phillips, uh, Wonham were just getting there just a scooch ahead of him. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good things. You know, Ivan Pace uh, wrote about him for Sunday, second time I've written about him this year. Big story, um, talking to his dad and what happened to his dad, you know, being ineligible um, at the same high school. It was, you know, he's, he's a fascinating kid, uh, and just how much how comfortable he is in his skin, how, how, uh, Advanced he is, uh, IQ football IQ wise. Um, I would say the only thing that that surfaced for him that's you know his drawback is he meets Joe Mixon in the hole and there's just not enough. <sighs> there's not a, there's not quite enough lead in the pencil to uh, <laughs> to win that battle. But you know maybe that's he a game changer right there. Yeah. So uh, and Daniel I think had another crack at him too. And so. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of good things to like about it. It's just, and the fact that they are seven and seven, and that they're still in the playoff hunt, and uh, with these corners, I mean, the, uh, I think I think Flores has done a good job, both getting what he can out of them, switching their coverages, like Byron Murphy sometimes shadowing a guy, and then sometimes playing playing it straight. Um, you know, we're not talking about Dion and Mel Blunt, and <laughs> these are guys that. Um, and, and there's a rookie Blackman um, that aren't the best, but they're getting a lot out of them. It's just sometimes when a team is going to throw that ball down the field, it, they're going to get exposed. And, you know, I, I I don't know what the Lions are thinking. You know, the Lions obviously know the Vikings very well. Uh, Jared Goff has not had a good history with uh, Brian Flores. Um, that's so, nice so that's uh, – you know, they're, they're going to be looking at the high, you know, they got to get the ball down the field. They're, the blinds are going to want to get the ball down the field. And one of those guys they could get it with was hand delivered by Quasey, uh, number six, Jameson Williams. <sighs> wow, Mark's re- reverting to form now, bringing up those old, uh, those old scars. Um, 
uh, I got to, we should make this a, a, every week. We should have a meter on there. You know, uh, is Brian Forrest staying? Brian Forrest going, you know, after, because, you know, week to week. You well, know, I would say, you know, the fact that, uh, that Staley got fired and people are like, well, that, you know, he's going to go there. Well, uh, not that I know, I don't know what they're going to do, but I would be willing to gamble that, uh, they're not, it's the NFL. I wouldn't gamble much, but just, <laughs> my thinking is, when a when a defensive head coach gets fired, they are not going to replace him with another defensive coach. That just is it, it doesn't go over that. It doesn't go over well enough. Everybody's talking and, about him up in up in New England, and but that's another defense. Well, coach. unless unless that defensive coach is is Bill Belichick or or Mike Tomlin, I would think then yeah. then okay, yeah, I'll take him. Uh, but I don't know that Forrest has reached that point uh, to yeah. the Tomlin slash uh, Belichick. You know, Belichick's. It, it, if it, if it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't work out. If, if it doesn't work out, if uh, New England decides to get rid of him, then you know, I would. So if someone doesn't take him immediately, they're an idiot. So right, uh, Tomlin, uh, the uh, Steelers had Flores in in their house last year. So if they fire Tomlin, they, they might they know about him. Anyway, uh, we'll 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 stop there and take another break and come back. We got to talk about uh, a few miscellaneous things we have to talk about. Uh, playoff chances we got to talk about those lions this is as big a game as they've had all year coming up this week so come on back to vikings territory breakdown okay folks welcome back to vikings territory breakdown with mark craig from the star tribune uh mark uh you mentioned it early in this podcast uh, i wanted to talk about it late we got to pay kirk cousins now that's the downshot or that's the upshot of mm-hmm. of uh the josh dobbs experiment the kellen not Kellen, the uh, Nick Mullins uh, experience uh, and the Jaron Hall expectation. Ooh, that's pretty good. You know, three E's there. I just made that up. Uh, the the thing that's going to happen, they get, they're going to have to pay Kirk in, until they can figure this out because they, I, I'm not sure the, the quarterback in the future, we don't know yet if it's on this roster. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on Kirk? And, and, and is he's probably just smiling while he's running around in his scooter making commercials. Well, I think what what it, what it what it's done is it's illustrated the fact that you know just how how well Kirk's playing and, and you know with Kirk it's always yeah but you know he's he hasn't done anything in the playoffs um, can he can he elevate you and now you're talking about a guy that's going to be 36 I think um, coming off that injury but I you know it's played out to where until you have something else <laughs> you got to pay Kirk and. That's just the that's just the price of doing business, and I don't know if it's a two year deal or whatever it is, but I think you've got to pay Kirk. He's got to he's got to come back, and um, then then you decide. You know, to me, I still like Dobbs in some form as a backup. You know, yeah. I, I mean, he's younger. Uh, there's more potential of him maybe becoming a starter than it is Nick Mullins or um, or Jared Hall. I I don't know. I so yeah, but I think ultimately. You know, it's it's Kirk. You know, that would be my plan. That I mean, you, you can't. You're start. We're seeing how a season, you know, can could would, could be a lot better if you had a if you had some confidence at quarterback uh, or sustained confidence at quarterback. Yeah, um, I, I totally agree. I mean, if if they had hung on to the ball in the first quarter poll of the season, in the first quarter of the season, we'd be it would be a different story. Uh, we still lose Kirk, but. Uh, um, I guess my point is this defense started coming on right before Kirk got hurt. 
and uh, the way they played through the middle to have Kirk and with an offensive line as good as it's been around here in years, it was set up for Kirk. I mean, uh, it would be nice to see now maybe they could, if they were all healthy, you know, whatever, you're, you're never healthy, but if all things being the same, Kirk taking this team with this defense, this offensive line, JJ back, uh, semblance of a running game into the playoffs that's a formidable team and it's just not there unfortunately you know that's just a a, a hippie dream right now yeah and it was it was as kirk was turning kirk was playing uh the 49ers game defense plays well granted the 49ers were banged up on offense they had three guys that were uh two were out and, and mccaffrey wasn't 100 <laughs> percent um but yeah, then you look at what they did at Green Bay, how, how the defense dominated. Uh, yeah, it would, yeah, I, I would, you know, you got at least two more wins. So you're, you're probably nine and five right now. I would, you know, I think Kirk just would make at least two game difference. Uh, yes. Again, that's total speculation because as we know, as we talked, as we spent, at least we're talking about new stuff this year. Last year it was always, you know, <laughs> Kirk, 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 Kirk. Now it was a Kirk, 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 Kirk. There was a, it all depended. It's like because he was never uh, – I mean, his numbers were consistent, but he wasn't always consistent. And, and like, they were just dropping those uh, those three and outs at the end of games. You're like, what? That's all you got? And it's like you're, you're, you can play so well and then you play so bad. But I think ultimately, you know, what we're seeing is that, you know, Kirk's the guy you got to roll with, and it would have been nice to have seen him with this, with this defense. Yeah, would have. It's 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 unfortunate. That's that's the way of the NFL. Um, the Packers got beat yesterday, which gives us a little more breathing room. Uh, um, the rest of the NFL uh, helped us out again to a degree. Now, if the the uh, Philly beats uh, what's her face tonight, uh, Seattle, that helps out the Vikings. Now they got now the Vikings are in the sixth spot again, still uh, at seven and seven. The uh, Rams are right behind them. Or, they're behind them in the tiebreaker, but they're also seven and seven, which is a team that could pass them. Um, the uh, there's the Saints are seven and seven, the Seahawks six and seven. They play tonight. The Falcons are six and eight, and the Packers are six and eight, and the Giants five and nine. They even have the the Bears still in it at five and nine. But uh, realistically, it's about three teams that could still catch and pass the Vikings. Um, thoughts oh, yeah. on that? You know, basically Tampa Bay or New Orleans is going to win. They're going to get the four seed. And then, so, yep. you know, I would imagine, and, um, you know, Tampa, you, you beat, uh, they, they beat the Saints. What was it Saints score? Um, they beat the Saints and Falcons. Yep. Right. But, the, you know, you lose to the, you know, that, that Buccaneers loss. So I guess ultimately you'd want the Buccaneers to, to win that division. And the way yep. Baker Mayfield has, was the, First quarterback to ever go to Lambeau and have a perfect uh, passer rating. So yeah, what's nice? Uh, he went there with the Browns and threw about 15 interceptions about three years <laughs> ago um, when he was that year he was hurt. Uh, but yeah, you go there. The Rams you know, can't count out the Rams with Stafford if he stays healthy. So they're they're seven and seven. Um, so yeah, it's just the, the Vikings again a winnable game. You just you keep yourself above the fray, but now they're they are in the fray, and um, but there's still a chance that they that if they win out, they win the division, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, but the only thing is, you lose, 
And Detroit, I mean, of all things, Detroit celebrates their to be their first uh, division championship in 30 years, right? Uh, could happen right at U.S. Bank Stadium on Christmas Eve, Joe. What a downer, right? Well, you know, they might, I, you know, at least it makes no, isn't, isn't that no, the next one, I suppose they could clinch it, couldn't they? This week, yeah, that's true. If they beat them, yeah, we don't want that to happen. Um, it, it, uh, I don't know. I, every, it's such a week to week league, it's, it's amazing because suddenly the Bills are back. Did you see the beat down they put on the Cowboys last night? The, the Buffalo Bills, yeah, were just, and that's that's one of those NFL games where it just had that feeling that time for the Cowboys to come back to earth, and boy, did they ever come back to earth. Yeah, uh, Dak Prescott was you're like Dak's you know MVP. It sort of had the feeling of about the time the four we were what people we were saying about the 49ers before they lost to the Browns and then they lost to the Vikings. Um, sort of what how Philadelphia was being, although Philadelphia was never really being discussed as that. You know, they they right. were winning a lot of games kind of close and everything. Um, you know, the Dolphins won 30 to nothing. Um, you know, at some point the Dolphins are gonna come out of the shadow. They did that without Tyreek Hill, um, you know, and, and quietly, you know, the the Ravens, 11 wins. They just keep stacking wins after wins with yeah. a quarterback who's, you know, we're, he's not being talked about as MVP. But um, so, there's you know, there's a handful of really good teams and then there's uh, kind of the rest of them. And then you're just fighting and trying to scrap to win, you know, eight, nine games to where you can maybe knock them off in the playoffs. Next Monday night, I mean, as opposed to tonight, tonight's uh, the Seahawks at the, the uh, uh, Eagles. But next Monday night, the uh, Baltimore and it plays at San Francisco, the two number current number one seeds in the in the respective conferences. That that should be a fun game to watch next Monday night. Yeah, because, I mean, right now they are the two. Like I said, it, Baltimore doesn't seem to be getting the same attention as – uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm not looking at everything, but you know, it doesn't doesn't feel like they, I agree, yeah. they don't get the same attention that uh, that the 49ers get, or that uh, um, maybe Philadelphia was getting, or um, Dallas certainly was getting. You mm-hmm. know, before they got crap knocked out of them yesterday. Okay, the Lions. I mean, you said that they could uh, win the division on Vikings home turf next week. Isn't the NFL going to call? Detroit and say, okay, it's your, you had a nice week last week. Now it's your down week this week, so we can make the last game of the season uh, worthwhile and sell more advertising. Oh, was that out loud? That might not be true. Uh, that's a that's a big challenge for them. Uh, the Lions are suddenly riding high. They go up and down. You know, they've they've had a great season, uh, but they have been they've had some clinkers in in between some some wins and their offense is formidable. Goff throwing to um, on St. Brown and and uh gibbs the running back with montgomery that's a that's a two-headed monster that the vikings could only love to do with theirs and uh their defense is 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 okay but it's not great um but what do you see in that game mark what what uh can can the vikings all of a sudden be ticked off enough after this last loss to come around and and do something in in front of the home crowd well, yeah, there's this certainly could be a bounce back to the Vikings. It could also be one of these Detroit games where you're like, okay, they're they're a really good team. You know, their their offensive firepower is can be second to none sometimes. Um, and, and you look at them and say, okay, like when they played ball, they played ball, they went to Baltimore or they played Baltimore. 
and we're embarrassed. It was like probably the most lopsided game of, of the year of looking at a team that's good, just getting completely dominated physically, coaching-wise, in every other way. Then you watch them on Thanksgiving. They're at home. It's like, okay, this is your day. This is this is your day to shine. And the Packers embarrassed them. Uh, it's in uh, last week. It was uh, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. You go to Chicago. It's like, ah, it's a tough road game, but you know, you the Lions are going to beat the Bears. They don't beat the Bears. So there's three games right there of the Lions where you're like, okay, um, this is a really good team. They should beat the Vikings. They're a better team than the Vikings. They're healthier. They got a better offensive line. Um, they should win, but yeah, there's still that, that are they going to do it? And, um, we'll see. I think the difference, what makes me lean toward taking them is their offensive line. I mean, to me, Philadelphia's got a great line. San Francisco's got a great line, but sort of the lions have a really, the lions couldn't do what they're doing with Jared Goff, who's a statue, unless they had a really good offensive line and they got a really good offensive line. So if that line's healthy, um, I think that makes the difference in the game because they will be able to run the ball and they will be able to throw it deep and the Vikings will get exposed. But it's still, it's Christmas Eve. They're at home. I would imagine that the crowd is still, uh, you know, the Vikings fans are still excited about this season. They're, they're not, I don't think they'll, and if it goes south, we might, who knows, we might hear, uh, yeah, remember we, we, we heard the fire children's chance against the Lions when they, the year the Lions didn't win a game, they went 0-16. Don't even say it. But the Vikings uh, beat them 12-10 to and Childress is in fire, children. So, I don't know, fire, KOC, I don't know. Who knows where it'll go? That's, that's uh, as, stupid, as stupid a take as there is to fire uh, KOC. That's just silly. Yeah, no, no. But I'll just say it, it could go it could go south or it could go, you know, I, let's put it this way. I, I like Flores against the Lions better than I do uh, <laughs> Donatello against the Lions. That, that last year, <laughs> they played the Lions, and I was like, this is, you know, Jerry, and you're not trying any kind of pressure. Uh, but we're going to see we're, we're gonna see a guy that uh, it's in his DNA to try pressure. So it's going to be a fun, a fun one to watch that they finally get to play. They, they should have played at least once by now. I don't like this two games in the last three weeks. Uh, no, because then, then you know each other when you get to this point a little bit. And then there's some history from this season of these two teams. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Well, we've reached the, the point of the podcast that Mark's been waiting for all day long. Prediction segment because Mark won one yesterday. He he texts, he texts me right after the game's over. Never in doubt. Never in doubt. Yeah, never in doubt. Yeah, never in doubt. You know, you weren't – I said a bull crap you were sweating it when they were moving in right before the, the bro shove. Uh, so we're tied. We're tied going into this one. And since you won this week, you have to go first, even though I think I know which way you're leaning. Yeah. It's, you're still leading, though, so you, you keep you keep no, the box, you? It's time. Well, I, you know, I haven't done it. It doesn't. My picks for the paper are so horrible that that it doesn't matter. People probably follow the picks just to see who to take on the other side. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to play in an anti-survivor pool where you pick the losers. I mean, I can Ooh. deal with losers. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm gonna, you know, I just can't. I don't have enough trust in the Vikings and what they put out at quarterback. Um, I'm not saying that the Vikings could. What I spent it. the whole podcast saying. I know. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I just feel like you'll know, we'll be sitting here next week talking about, you know, they did this, this, and this, this, but they had this turnover, that turnover. 
it's just it's it's part of who they are right now, and I feel like this is a big game. I really don't trust the Lions, but I'm still going to take the Lions in this situation to win the game. And uh, you know, 30 years since they won their comp, last time they won a division. So uh, unfortunately for Vikings fans, I feel or fortunately not. They're probably like happy that I'm taking the Lions, uh, but I'm gonna take the Lions. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe they are because you did. Soccer, pick, uh, one score, one score game, Joe. You one. did pick the uh, Patriots to upset the Chiefs this week. Oh so. yeah, I didn't care about that one. I couldn't, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't find any other upset that was like technically like a, a considered an upset. It's like you know one and a half points here, or two points there. I said, oh, who cares? I, I, that was a gutsy one, Mark. That was a gutsy yeah, one. Gutsy. Um. Well, then I got to make it interesting because. Uh, oh um, yeah, you were going to take the Lions, right? If I had, no, uh, if it would have been in in uh, Detroit, I would have. I would have. Well, Detroit by me resting starters by then, so whatever. Right for that game, but I'm saying if this game would have been there in this situation, I'd, I I would not be. Vikings going on the road for a third consecutive week, and and they probably wouldn't win this one. They would be going nuts in Detroit. So this. It's fortunate that it's here. They better be going nuts here for this team to to win this thing because you know that <clears throat> playoffs are certainly online, but even the even the division title is, which they are defending the division title. So I, I think they come up. I think as you pointed out in the first segment, Nick Mullins will have learned from some of his panic panic passes in, in yesterday's game. And they will learn uh get the ball to 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 uh, JJ and they will learn to eschew the tush push and they will learn to rise to the occasion and beat this team and and um, you know uh, set up the the final two games of the year because you know then they got the Packers coming in uh, which would be nice to eliminate them completely and uh, then it all comes down to the last game and what what more excitement you get so setting it up that way I, I like it. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Vikings. Surprise. I know you're surprised. And well, I, and it, everything you said could 100% could happen. It's I don't have I don't I don't have real good feelings for this one way or another on on this team uh, from week to week, but um I like I, my my thing rests with the, the Detroit's offensive line and their ability to be uh, diverse in their attack and that will kind of negate some of this Flores stuff, but be completely wrong, though. Who knows? When you when you say about talk about the offensive line, that's a huge point. I want to say on the other side that of that we have Daniil Hunter, and I I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about him last segment. Say what you want about keeping Kirk. Say what you want about uh, resigning JJ. They have to keep this guy somehow. I mean, their defense completely goes. I mean, if if they don't make an effort to keep him, uh, Brian Flores says goodbye for sure. You know, uh, whether or not that has anything to do with, I have no idea, but. My God, that that the the defense revolves around this guy, don't don't they, Daniel Hunter? I I, I would agree. I, I'm not. I mean, that's um, Rob Brzezinski's got an interesting offseason coming up because I mean, think about it, you know, you uh, you have your quarterback, you have your um, your your top your defender, uh, and um, the you know they still have Justin Jefferson who's gonna still want the, to be the highest paid, and even though the season won't reflect him as the best player. Uh, yeah, it's, but uh, Daniel Hunter's right there. He's, he's right. Even with him. Uh, I would agree. All right. Well, on that note, we should probably shuffle off. Uh, Mark, thanks again, as always. Thanks, Mike. Well, behind the scenes, 
Uh, thanks, folks, for tuning in. We will be back next week. You know, Monday's Christmas, so we probably won't record it then. Uh, I'll be on the road. And so we'll probably maybe the day after Christmas, we'll be talking to you, hopefully, about a, uh, a Vikings win and um, uh, setting up the rest of the season. So thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Mark, Mike, and everybody else. And uh, thanks, Joe, to you upstairs and to everybody out there. Until next week. Skull. Skull.